welcome to the Curious Conversation Collaborative, a community for purpose-seeking entrepreneurs, leaders and changemakers. Listen to inspiring conversations with your hosts, Inner Leadership Mentor Tessa Van Kaken and Business Wealth Coach Karen Revelle. Hello everyone and welcome back to the second part of our live Q&A with business owners and entrepreneurs from around the globe. Um, this Q&A where we talk about um, doing business in challenging times and in this second part we will be talking about the um, pivoting of our businesses, of the um, priorities and connection. How are you coping in your business right now? Uh, first of all, uh, this is what I, I have a little definition which I have uh, concluded of COVID. C-O-V-I-D, crafting opportunity vigilantly in difficulties, right? <laughs> and <laughs> so what, how have you been um, pivoting your business or changed your business? Um, I mean, Phyllis, you mentioned you've you've switched a bit more to the uh, more of the uh, online, the, the training and the mentoring side of your business as you can't do so much of the hands on um, yeah. treatments. Yeah. 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 And I think what we're also particularly curious about hearing is in like, obviously, which you pivoted in a way, what you said, like, because of need, but also where you then moved into that it's became maybe a choice, if you know what I mean, the difference between yeah, yeah. being pushed into and choosing to. I, so initially, uh, um, probably about two, two years ago, 18 months, I had already been working on um, creating a membership to do the supervision and mentoring of um, therapists and particularly osteopaths because that's something that I've been doing for many years. Um, but I decided I was going to move that into the online space. So I've been working on that. I've been doing a little bit less um, teaching at university in order to try and work on that. And I was incorporating a lot more of, because I've been student support for 13 years before that. So I was incorporating a lot more of my um, mentoring and NLP type coaching things into that and was doing that online. But I was just beginning to do that. Um, I did... A lot of coaching I would do some coaching online and I had been occasionally doing that for patients um, but what it meant with this was now because I can't do any hands-on it's looking on the telehealth side of things which has been growing anyway within the health side you've got a lot more GPs um, private GPs I would admit but they're doing the telehealth side of things there are physios who are doing telehealth there are some osteopaths who are doing it as i said i was doing the odd bit but that wasn't the route that i was intending to go down fully um so uh my intention was um that would come in a little bit a bit later on but this my hand was forced so now um i have been offering those online consultations to patients and so i've been doing a few of those but what I've also been doing with it, so, so, so that's, that's been a, 
not a hard transition, but it has definitely been a tr transition and a, a pivot for me. Um, but what I've also done with that now, and I'm going to be doing this again on Saturday, I've done a couple of talks um, on one of my free groups on how to deliver online consultation. So it's another side that's now coming into this mentoring side. So I suppose what it's done for me is there has been that change, but what it's made me realise is that niche that I was creating online anyway is a real need and I'm just doing more of that. But certainly from the point of view of uh, dealing with patients, um, I'm recognising the benefits of it and that although my big love is treating my patients and hands-on stuff, recognising that there is a hell of a lot that we do as clinicians that doesn't necessarily require you putting your hands on there and and having had the feedback from patients that it's made a difference and that this has been a bit easier now as a result and doing the follow-ups from that i've recognized that something that i knew anyway but this has validated it a little bit more yeah and it looks like you're i think um you know the health industry generally um, as as with others maybe like education and, and other areas is I think people will see from this time that things won't necessarily go back to the way they were before they, people have seen that there are different ways of doing things so it'll be interesting to see you know I, I, I don't see how after this everyone's going to go back to exactly what they were doing before it has shown new opportunities and new ways of working for a lot of people I t totally and it's I I suppose because obviously Karen I've known you a, a, a bit of a while now and you know I was trying to complete my master which I have done yes by the way. congratulations Thank you. Um, I had when I embarked on that a lot of that was um, sort of like doing modules where you would go to the university um, but there was also some online elements of it so really and truly for the last six years probably I have done so much more online and have got used to that. So when everybody was saying about Zoom calls and whatever, it was like, mm, that's nothing new. You know, that's been, that's been my life. I've been used to doing that. Um, and, um, you know, as I said, I worked in local government for 35 years, but the last 20 years of that was part-time. And some of the time we, would, we were gradually introducing more online work in there. They weren't doing it brilliantly, I will admit, but they were introducing it. So it's been exactly as you say, a way that the world has been creeping on a little, what you know, a bit more slowly. COVID has meant it's had to have a massive switch round. That in fact, actually, if you look at how people were previously with um, internet connections and things like that, considering the fact that probably you know eighty percent of the world is now having to do all this, it's actually coping pretty well. Yeah that, that we're, you know, we're on this call at the moment, you know. Um, uh, but I think exactly as you said beforehand about the artisan side of things, it's we're almost going back to what we were a hundred years ago, all right, admittedly with the technology in there, but from the point of view that we're connected. Um, I I was really aware, and I'm sorry, stop me if I'm going off at a tangent no, here. No, go ahead, fine. That, um, really aware that although my family were all really close, um, but we don't talk that often. You think you do, but you don't. Whereas since this has happened, we have 
a weekly Zoom call that I set up that we all talk. My parents haven't got the internet, but what it's meant that I've done is we've, because they're in lockdown, my dad's 92 and my mum's in her 80s. Um, so they've been in lockdown for about, we're going into, I think about week eight, I've made mm. sure that, we, that we've kept them down. Um, but what we do is we'll have a Zoom call and then we'll phone my mum at the same time so she can hear us even though she can't see us. And it's just stuff like that that we realise that, yeah, we would have got together at Easter, we would have got together at this time, but we don't all get together normally. That has made a difference the way families were and you you get in contact with your friends a bit more often that, you know, you, you always, I love my friends, I love having them, I have a really close knit, but then you suddenly think, oh my gosh, I haven't seen them in six months. And this has meant that you, we have been trying to keep in touch and you've been, so, that's the positive side. So when, whenever I'm feeling really down and miserable about it, those are some of the things that I look at that are the positive sides of it. Yeah, and Phyllis, I can really resonate with that because um, my family, um, we probably only get, I mean, it's not that we're not close, but we probably only get together once a year. And my brother's in lockdown in Spain, which is like very harsh at the moment because they can't go out at all unless it's, you know, literally to the supermarket and back. Um, and likewise, we we get on a Zoom call once a week now, and the whole family together. And like for my mum and dad, that's a really good thing. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's kind of like whereas before you felt you had to be physically connected, um, and in, and we've talked about that, Tess, Tessa and I. You know, I don't really like this um, term of social distancing because we we don't have to be socially distancing it's yeah. physically distancing yeah. it's really happening and I think actually yeah it has in lots of ways brought the world closer together and a lot more um, community and compassion that's going on uh, around the world right now so that's great yeah, yeah. I, I definitely want... think from what you're saying Phyllis that there's more sorry yeah um, there's more purpose and more awareness around the interactions we're doing like you know in a way that what you mentioned around families coming together that sometimes everyone might be in the same room but no one might be actually connecting necessarily yeah. whereas now <laughs> you have to be purposeful you have to be aware of, of, of with your with your interactions and with your connections um sorry michelle you were going to say something so go yeah ahead. not not to worry i i've got constructions in the neighbor's garden so i hope that doesn't interfere too much um uh, I can totally relate. My family is all over the world, Australia, New Zealand, England, South Africa. South Africa aren't allowed out the house either, other than to the shop. Um, so um, for, for us, it's also a weekly Zoom call. And I'm just totally grateful for Wi-Fi and data and modern technology. And I'm grateful that my 80-year-old mother is um, tech savvy and can get onto the Zoom call mm -hmm. and things like that. That's just making it connection so much easier and better for all of us um, and then uh, for as far as um, uh, pivoting your business for me I I wasn't able to pivot my business but but I had to I first had to accept um, that I had to homeschool and I had to do plan my, my life differently and I had to mm -hmm. allow the space for my son but the other side of it is that I really wanted to be able to be available for people that were really struggling. Uh, um, and so I had to try create the, uh, the combination. And so for me, it was really about changing my goal setting and about scheduling so that I am, I can do both. And, and, and that's really where I had to put my focus. Yeah. 
And that's really interesting to recognise that, Michelle. And, and like you say, um, you know, so for some people, they are finding that they can't um, actually pivot their, their business right now for whatever reason. And, um, and like you say, other priorities are coming in. So if you've got children, you, you know, they're at home with you, you've got to do, you know, you've got to homeschool them. And it is um, much more of a, a, a juggling uh, act than it was before. Um, so yeah, and, and, and again, as Tessa has said, like recognising that and, and just allowing that to be, rather than trying to um, push through and, mm -hmm. I, and I've said this a, a couple of times, I think, you know, what, what this situation is doing for a lot of us is just making us take that step back, have that pause in our life and thinking, you know, what am I doing right now? Spending my time and attention and, you know, and even thinking about is this where I want to go in the future? You know and it's forcing us all to reflect in that way so um yeah that's really good yeah and i think uh, what would like and that relates again to what phyllis was saying as well you know that this goes for both your business and your personal life that nearly everything you're being forced to being more aware more purposeful and making choices more consciously to actually really reflect and say, okay, like, you know, again, you know, it's easy to just, you know, have a quick phone call or a quick visit or whatever, but now, because also there's so much going on, so you need to make choices. So suddenly you're much more purposeful in going like, hey, and you're actually bringing something, you know, it's much harder to, as you said, like when you're meeting through Zoom or anything else, it's much harder to just sit there and not actually be there. I mean, it's possible you can turn your video off, but then, you know, like, but in principle, when you come on, you're there. You know, so I think, and, and again, and also what you were just saying now, Karen, around these choices to reflect, to see, is this actually the path I want to do? You know, is this like, where do I need to make changes? Like, am I still uh, like, you know, what Phyllis was saying around on the one hand, not being able to do what you really love, but then also to need to look, okay, then what else is there and what do I actually want to do? And like, you know, you clearly, you, you know, you, you created great projects there. Um, with the mentoring and helping other people but I think that's really for me it really means like people some people like this pushing through what you just mentioned just the other day there was this post saying like oh yeah you just need to push through until you're there and I was like mm, yeah I don't know like you know I mean yes there is part of it like it, it's more about recognizing when you need to give yourself that kick under the butt to actually go for it and just keep doing it and get there but also to actually really reflect and think hey is this actually the right path do I actually need to push through or do I actually need to stop and say no I'm just I just kept going that way but I need to actually stop and go a different way yeah yes I can totally uh, relate to that because I'm I'm uh, somebody that's particularly hard on myself and set myself to a higher standard always and um and having to to stop and realize that what I had set myself to achieve in this time was not attainable and I was setting myself up for failure, mm -hmm. that um, that was an uh, important point to recognize and to stand still at because I would not have achieved anything continuing along that path. And then I needed to readdress it and change it to make it possible. Yeah. Yeah. And I really recognize that, Michelle. I, I found that I think people who are high achievers or perfectionists or, or both <laughs> um, 
you know, we aren't, we are used to having bigger goals and striving and working hard to achieve them. And um, like what's been a real game changer for myself is just literally week by week saying, what am I prepared to do? What am I committing to do just this week? And just giving myself permission to have those baby steps rather than this massive big goal, um, which we you know, often do. And then like you say, we'll beat ourselves up if we're not on track or not achieving where we want to be as opposed to right now just saying okay what am I willing to do this week um you know and just setting yourself very small um targets and just you know just even if it's just allowing yourself to say yeah by the end of this week I want to get three things done or whatever you know and it's like it, or even one thing it doesn't matter you know but it's just saying we don't know how long this is going on for we don't know when we're coming out of this so let's just be present with it and just still keep moving forward but we don't have to have these massive goals that many of us are striving for and I, I really think and I've, I've spoken to a few people about this that you know we talk a lot about um, some of us talk a lot about masculine and feminine energy and I really feel this is a rebalancing going on right now that many of us have been in that striving pushing um, very uh, dominant masculine energy and this is not about male against female this is the energies within all of us and I think uh, mother the feminine mother earth is asking us to rebalance right now and, and he's forcing us to take that step back and actually you know try and rebalance these energies within each of us and then globally on the planet so yeah it's a, that's a, a really interesting um observation yes so for me i think um there's there's a couple of things going on in this conversation and um also being hard on yourself or uh, trying to grow your business or whatever the case may be um, and following your own advice. For me, it's really about keeping a success journal. So every night at the moment when I go to bed, mm. I write down five things that I did well. And, and that can be as simple as taking five minutes out to enjoy my cup of tea or giving my son their needed attention or spending time on social media that I had planned to do or whatever, no, how, no matter how small or how big, to write down those things just to make sure that I keep in a positive frame of mind and, and not just spending the whole day punishing myself. Yeah, I really love that. That's really yeah, great. Nice. I think that's very helpful for a lot of people because, and I think especially what you said, because I think sometimes people, when you mention the word journal, they think, oh God, I need to write pages of stuff. Whereas that you say, like, it can also just be one simple thing. It doesn't have to be something big. It can be one sentence. It doesn't matter. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, that's, that's a lovely thing. I must admit, I've been doing that. I've been one of those who's always been a bit, not exactly resistant, but find it difficult to journal. Um, more because of the fact that immediately you say that word, I do think, oh my gosh, it's got to be loads of, lo loads of stuff that you go on for. Um, and I had found that certainly writing down things that I'd achieved, I'm a great list writer i've always been a list writer since i was very young so i found writing down things that i had to do and almost ticking them off or writing them at the end of the day saying done that done that done that so and i hadn't thought of using the word success journal but i'm gonna now coin that thank you michelle <laughs> because it, it certainly resonates that, that that's what it is that you're doing and it does make you feel so much better when you look at it and just read, i've achieved that i've done that and it doesn't matter how small it is. Yeah. yeah. 
And it's a bit great what you're saying for the people that are list writers, like, you know, if they feel more comfortable, call it a success list. That's okay too. (laughs) Call it what works for you, what your brain (laughs) tracks. Yeah, and Phyllis, while you're there, um, do you have any tips or um, or observations that you'd like to to make? Yeah, I, uh, you know, thinking about anchors. Now I know sort of like anchor, anything, talismans, whatever you want to say. I had just before I came on here, I was doing a talk and I was talking about motivational anchors, and I brought down my I'm going to show you now my Buddha that is on my dressing table. Sorry, I normally have this. Buddha in my bedroom on my dressing table and all of my positivity is focused into that I really do think about all of those things um, that I want to achieve that I'm that that I'm striving for that I'm seeing as successful whatever they are it might be simple as I managed to get up this morning that's successful so all of that I'm focusing on something that I look at and it for me it's my Buddha that I look at that and that makes me feel good. And I realise that actually, at the end of the day, I've got all those things that are there. And I think it's good to have something that you can anchor to because, because we are going through this very turbulent time. Yeah, and I think it, it is very helpful for people to realize that, like, again, for some people that it might be useful to use something physical, something that you can either hold or look at or, or you know, some people can do it with their mind. But for other people, it's very useful to have something that you can, as I said, see or touch or hold on to literally. It, it, it's very useful for people to get all these different perspectives and different tips, but also to hear about the challenges, because I think there's a real power in hearing that you're not the only one. People can tell you, you know it, but it's from hearing people's stories, from actually people being open and vulnerable about what they're struggling with. And then also like obviously uh, what what tools or what, what uh, actions or, or whatever it is that, that has helped you get to the other side if you like but I do think it, there's a real value in that I think again you can hear it you can read all the quotes that say it but in the end it's by hearing people's stories that you really can uh, feel a bit kinder to yourself that you can actually go oh yeah that's going from for me too and there is a way of and, and accepting I mean we know we had this in one of our talks this bit of also accepting help because I think all of you and all of us, we have talked, Karen and I have talked about our issues in, in a previous episode, that it is this thing about that's um, mentioned a few times, the preaching, what you, the practice what you preach, but also that like bit don't feel you have to do it on your own. And, and um, actually only the other day, Michelle in one of the groups on, in her groups on Facebook posted something around that. And I even said it as well, that I realized for myself that one of the most difficult things sometimes is the asking but especially the accepting help mm-hmm. I think that that is something we can all learn from that that, that it's, it's a real strength actually it's not a weakness to 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 ask or accept help to really actually allow yourself to to uh, not have to do it all on your own as well and I think for me even a talk like this like coming together and talking about that that's a form of, of support as well that we're both giving but also receiving so thank you so much for yeah for me as a last thought i just wanted to say this is another example of just saying that we are not alone we are not alone yeah yeah and we're all connected and interconnected as well uh even if we're not meeting up physically now yeah Yeah. 
Right. Well, thank you so much for being here. I uh, I hope you enjoyed it a little bit. I think, well, I know I did. So I'm pretty sure, Karen, you did as well. Um, it's been really, yeah, it's been interesting to have a conversation like this uh, uh, for those who are here today. Again, thank you so much for being here and look forward to keep connected. Thank you for listening. Did you enjoy this episode? Do share your thoughts and questions in the comments or send us a message. Do you know someone else who'd be interested in our curious conversations? Please share and spread the word. You can find out more about us at karenravel.com and tessavankeken.com. Tune in next week for another curious conversation.